0: Welcome to episode nine of the People's Podcast. This is your host, Joseph De La Cruz, and this show is a QA and a style show discussing a variety of topics, both controversial and informative, and we drop gems along the process. First and foremost, I want to say Happy New Year to everybody. Happy 2022. And um, it being a new year, I wanted to talk about something pretty important to me, and I feel like it's very um, prevalent in society today especially with COVID kind of going crazy right now. Um, I feel like COVID has slowed down life um, at a crazy pace right now. Life is moving really slow for a lot of people. A lot of people don't know what's next. Um, a lot of people are living day by day right now because COVID can, you know, happen in an instant for anybody. And because of that, I wanted to, today's topic is going to be how to be patient with your goals. And who I have on the show with us today is the first latina and woman um, in the NFL in NFL history to be the executive chef of an NFL stadium and to be the first to do the Super Bowl as well. I have uh, Chef Diane here with me. How are you doing?
1: Very good. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> this is awesome. I like it.
0: We're glad you're here. We're glad you're here. Uh, the reason why I brought you on this um, show is because one, I feel like you your story is very um, prevalent with this topic. One, two, I feel like you're a trailblazer and you're the first to do a lot of things. And I just wanted to you know get some insight on your backstory, one, and kind of how patience played into your life as a whole. So if you could just give us a quick background of where you come from, how you got into your profession, etc. cetera.
1: Well, um, first and foremost, my name is Diane De La Cruz. I am from the Dominican Republic. I was born and raised in VR. Um, I moved here probably uh, 23 years ago. And I am the executive chef at Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, we are in Miami, Florida and um i actually uh, is the home of uh miami dolphins um it's also the home for the um uh hurricane uh football the hurricane
0: is the, college, yeah, football the team. college
1: football team and also we do uh, tennis the miami open and uh, we are getting ready to be actually the house of formula one as well so um yeah i uh, i'm a little busy and, you know, how I started with this business uh, or how to start in this business, it, it you know, it was, it was quite a way, long time ago. I think I stumbled by, by necessity in, into something that I most definitely was in my heart. I just sometimes you don't know what's in there until you feel that you actually need it to survive. So mm-hmm. started back in uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan, about 19, 18 years ago or so.
0: Okay. And if you could tell us why, why cooking, why did you want to be a chef? Um, cause if I'm not mistaken, that's not what your bachelor's was in. You went back to school.
1: Uh, yes, you're right. You're right. Um, I have a bachelor in hospitality management. I was in hospitality for a very long time before actually I stumbled into going into college or school. Um, la, you know, Realistically, I feel that it felt right for me to go into this. Um, The time that I actually, you know, when I started cooking, I mean, I started cooking a very long time ago. I found my love for food as we are Latinos as part of our day by day in our homes. But um, in Grand Rapids, I sort of happened to go through it really, what would you call um, a time where I needed to find patient and I needed to find Brazilian, and I needed to find mm-hmm. to be, um, kind of reinvent myself. And food was always something that uh, keep us together. So I felt that somehow it was part of my synergy. It was part of who I am. It was part of my history, my culture, my roots. So it was something. it was something that I have, the all I needed to do was to kind of hone my skills to make it my profession, and I mm-hmm. sort of kind of I, I felt like it was it was it was perfect for me to go into it, but at the same time it was very scary. So I just took a leap of faith. Realistically,
0: yeah. No, I feel like a leap of faith is usually the key ingredient to figure out what you actually are meant to do in life. Um, one question I do have for you is: when you started, one, where was your first? When you graduated from culinary school, did you ever see yourself in this position?
1: No, not in a million even, years. Right.
0: You couldn't even imagine it.
1: No, because I feel like we are, most of the time, we are most definitely, um, we are told that it's almost like we have to chase certain things mm-hmm. before we get to somewhere else. And, and um, it's almost like they've given us a roadmap, and that roadmap sometimes is not exactly what you need, Um because then what it happens is if you go from step one to two and everything goes right. And then when you're moving from two to four, something doesn't go right, then you get discouraged. And Mm -hmm. that's where nobody gives you a book or anything, or how to deal with those moments, with those things. And and, and sometimes that's what derail you and and you kind of give up on things. So give up on your career, your family or things like that. So, um, no, I, I've never thought I will be here today. I, I like I said, I feel like I'm, I'm a, I'm going to call myself a gambler of opportunities, if you want to call it. I, an
0: opportunist. I'm
1: an opportunist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, yeah, I feel like I, I can see them, I can uh, smell them, I can taste them, and I think I, I'm pretty good at, at picking them up as soon as I see them, so... Um, again, it's all about also faith. It's something that you cannot see, like I told you. Mm-hmm. You can taste them, kind of smell them, but you realistically cannot really touch them. They're not something palpable. So, no, not in a million years.
0: Okay. And um, another question I had for you was Did you, during the process of you um, in culinary school and even through your work history, did you ever? write down any of your goals back then?
1: Yes, I have many, many, even before, you know, even before that, I didn't realize that I was doing it and that I was actually mo- kind of writing down or, you know, may- bringing things into existence. Before I was by by just, I call it, we call it in Spanish, inertia, like mm. just by, I don't know, by, by, by my energy, by what I wanted to do. Here, yes I do i I write absolutely everything from um, things that sometimes don't make much sense because I'm the only one who understands where I'm going to things that actually make sense so as I got older I started to um, write in them in the in the order that I would like to see them being come to fruition you know mm. and and I feel like it gives me uh, it keeps me focused on what I want to go
0: Okay, I wanted to touch on that because one, um, I read in a book that, and I heard this in a couple um, audios as well, that all successful people write down their goals. That is the one, that's one of the few things that distincts successful people from unsuccessful people. Successful is a relative term, of course, but one thing I noticed that's common is successful people write down their goals. You know, if you don't write them down, I feel like the roadmap isn't as clear, one. Um, two, if you don't have the work ethic, it's just a fantasy at the end of the day.
1: Yes, um, that's right. And
0: three, it's I feel like when you put something on paper and pen, you solidify it. You know, yes. it's set in stone. You actually put it into the universe or as a it's manifestation. It's true, it's an intention
1: as well. You know, right. you set an intention. The, the difference is you... You almost conjure this like you bring it into is you know it's something that is very real um anything that it's written it's meant mm-hmm. to be written you know anything right. that that you do that's 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 the law in the universe so for me i, I agree with you a hundred percent um when you write your rules you know i i think successful uh, would you know success is a, is a word that it can be taken in many ways mm-hmm. um i feel like the people that write what they're looking for it's people that probably at some point in time we also hold our, our, ourselves accountable I believe that when you write it's almost like writing a recipe if you don't write a recipe which I'm you know I'm guilty by 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 association where where I can make a plate or a dish many times and if I don't write a recipe every time I make it I change something mm-hmm. so think about that's how that's how it happened with your goals. If you don't write them down, every time that you try to push through, then you might not actually be doing the right thing. You might actually be deterred a little bit into into uh, shortcuts or things like that. And those things sometimes what they do is they kind of push you to the back of the line. Mm-hmm. So yes, write it down, but also be be mindful and be empathetic of yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself because. That's when patient comes around and that's when those things kind of make, they have to make sense for yourself as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. That does make sense. I agree definitely with that. Um, One thing I wanted to ask about is how do you, or how did you balance? Well, one... You have how many years currently in the industry before Hard Rock Stadium, before the Super Bowl? Let's do before the Super Bowl. You had how many years of experience?
1: About well, 15 years in the business before. So before I actually got into into this venue, I was already coming in with uh, a good 13, 14, you know, let's just say from my beginner, you know, beginning of the beginning. I think I was already in the business, um, like I said, grinding, literally.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then. Uh, one question I wanted to ask was, how did you find, if you found, <laughs> how did you find a balance between work or your work or your craft um, and you know regular life, you know, with family, hobbies, etc. You know, <laughs> how did you find, how did you find a balance? One, if you found a balance, yeah, and um. If not, what could you have done better?
1: That's a very <laughs> big question. That's a fantastic question. So, well, I, I can say that I spent many, many years without it. And I without think, balance. Without balance. Okay. Many, many years without balance. Um, I think we, we get so much into this grind, and I call it the grinding because I really was, I feel like when you find yourself, uh, like I said, that's. And I think I'm going to go back to the whole empathy of mm-hmm. having empathy for yourself, because when you are in the growth of your career, when you feel that you are making uh, steps forward, so you're moving forward. And I feel like what you do is you put more pressure on you because you're like, I'm almost there. So it's always that um, kind of a, like we're always trying to get to somewhere because but then as soon as you get there, you're like, oh, away. I have somewhere else that I want to get. And then you continue mm. moving. So I spend many, many years without that it. What's
0: next. And attitude. this was
1: next attitude, which is really, um, I call it a black hole of hope, mm. which means I call it
0: a blessing and a curse.
1: It is a black hole of hope. <laughs> so if you think about it, it's kind of the same thing. You know, you always have hope, but it's a black hole that you're going to jump in. And it's always going to be really tough to come out of it. And, you know, so, um uh, how did I start understanding? Um, I'm still in the, in the search for that balance. Mm. I struggle with it a lot. Um, and one of the reasons is because I, you know, what I do, I love what I do for a living, which sometimes it makes you um, misunderstand your feelings for the rest of the world because you feel like I am in a place where I'm so happy doing what I'm doing that it's okay that because everybody else should feel the same way that I feel. It's like, you feel like you are making everybody else happy mm-hmm. because maybe you are feeling that you're fulfilling what you love. So, um, I think I started, uh, I started, uh, kind of counting my blessings outside. I started like, uh, maybe looking at the small, the small things in life.
0: Right. Being grateful for the small things.
1: Being grateful for the small things. And, and and that could mean anything. And I feel like I also started having, and I'm gonna continue saying this, um, empathy for myself. I started really, really kind of patting myself on the back and saying you don't have to right.
0: give yourself do this. some grace.
1: Yeah, giving myself some grace. You don't have to maybe be at work seventeen hours a day. It's okay. It's a little tough being a woman in this business because you're always under the loop if you are growing and it feels like we put ourselves in a position where I give myself, I'm the toughest, I'm my toughest Mm critic. So be my toughest critic, man. That it's really hard for me to let go. Um, I think that giving yourself some grace and having some empathy for yourself is what allowed you to step back a little bit and start loving the people around you more and start looking at them and understanding that if you don't blink, too fast, they will be gone or they will be grown or you might not be able to enjoy the things that you should have. Um, I don't like to dwell on the past. Mm-hmm. I like to most definitely believe that the opportunity is right in front of you and you just have to take it and enjoy exactly the present. And, right. and I think that's, that's what you need to do to find a little balance. Enjoy the present.
0: Okay. One thing I wanted to touch on specifically was... Um, I know you have kids
1: i do three
0: three of them and also you made your career switch when you already had a kid and two more were on the way so what is a piece of advice that you can give to the women who have children um maybe feel lost maybe they had a child at a young age and they're feeling lost or you know they're just caught up in the craziness of raising a child and kind of put their careers and passions to the side. Um, what is something that you could say to though to that to those people, to that group of women? Because I feel like, you know, especially in today's society with social media and just a lot of outside noise in that in that world, people get so discouraged and especially have after having a child because it's it's not that It's a that, curse. Right. And not that your life is over, but
1: But your life is sober.
0: Right. It gets put I mean, on pause it is, for quite some time. It is.
1: I mean, uh, as much as everybody wanted to romanticize this, when mm-hmm. you become a mother, you lose yourself and you lose who you are in so many ways because you do have to make a pause by love because you make a decision. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a very conscious decision to, to to make that pause. And right. um, with that said, um, you don't really give yourself any grace. Right. You are very tough on yourself because you have a human, a little child or, you know, two or, and you realize that it's, it's all on you, regardless whether right. you are married, whether you are alone, whether you are a single mom, it really doesn't matter. It's your responsibility. Um, I think what I can tell everybody out there is to, if I would to find myself um, again, you know. Uh, With what I've known today when I was, you know, when I have my first child in, you know, switch countries and careers and everything and um, and my second child and my third child um, I would love for whoever is out there to try to find Whether it's a mentoring, a sisterhood, we sometimes um, make ourselves be alone by choice Mm -hmm. and then that's not truth and and part of that is you are too much into we keep we stay into our heads there's so many things out there there's so many stuff that we could do Mm -hmm. and I know it's tough and I know we kind of like I said don't give ourselves the grace that we've deserved but um we are raised especially in the Latino world with a world sacrifice being front in the front of our face at all times mm-hmm. we have to always make sacrifices and when you decided to be selfish you know and in some kind of way that is like you are putting on a pop, like you are saying no you can you can you can so I think I think that any woman out there first and foremost find your sisterhood find that tribe find whoever makes you feel better in in certain way gives you a little path there's always somebody else out there. that will have a clear, clear, a, a, a more clear mind than what you where you are. Right. I would have loved to know that at that point. Um, and then after that, I mean, find yourself also finding what is it that you love to do, because the only way that you're gonna be able to succeed is if it, you find love with love. You love your kids, but you have to find something that is that you're passionate about. Mm. And that's, I think it's, it's the first two steps that you need to take from there. Educate yourself, find something, find that education. Um, There are certain things that will make you money, but that it's very tough to keep it. You have to make, you have to find a long-term plan.
0: Okay. No, I like that. I like that. Um, What would you say is your, well, one, I want to ask you about the change from Dominican Republic to coming here. You know, the pace and of life is completely different. Completely. Right. Hundred percent. So, and that falls into patience because here everyone feels so rushed and I need to do this now. I need to do this now. What's next? What's next? And it's
1: a rat race. You
0: right, it's it's just a rat race, you know, the American dream, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Um so I want you to dabble a little bit into about the change of pace from Dominican Republic to the US and how much you would say that you fell into that rat race trap. Because you said earlier that you got caught up in the what's next, what's next. So you I think it's safe to say that once you came over here and you know figured out your real what you really wanted to do, you could say that you kind of got caught in the rat race a little bit because you were just so focused on what's next, what's next, hyper focus, hyper focus. Yes. So I just want you to dabble a little bit about the change of pace of life. From Dominican Republic to coming over here and how to stay out of that mindset of that rat race
1: you know you're you come into this country as an immigrant
0: mm-hmm. you have
1: no choice but to jump into the race to grow very good point. to to whatever say, I that mean, one more
0: time. say that one more time say that one more time you
1: <laughs> don't have a choice but to jump into the race it don't matter where the race is at it don't matter what curve its it is. It don't really make it doesn't matter who is more than you, who is less than you, you just jump in head first. That's the life of an immigrant. Whether mm-hmm. you are, have an education, you have a degree, whether you sell, you know, fruit on the street in the yard, whether you come here, however, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, you come to this country and you go into the rat race head first and then you have to find your space. There's two things that goes against you. Well, there's many things that goes against you, you know. First and foremost, If you don't look like, speak like, you are put in a box. Mm -hmm. I was told many, many times about my accent. Why I didn't fit what I was doing. Um, I was too short, too tall. I was too dark, too skinny, too fat, too much of a mom, too much of many things. Mm -hmm. Um, My accent was too strong. Um, Whatever that was. So, to your point... Um, I think the thing that made me come out of the rat race a little bit, even though I got caught up for a long time, it was the fact that I started to understand that my strength is the essence of who I am. Mm -hmm. Being an immigrant is what makes me stronger. Being an immigrant is what made me who I am. And I feel that that is what people looked and absolutely feel that they can relate to. It really matters where you come from, you know. So part of my strength is my authenticity. Mm -hmm. So how do you come out of the rat race? Come out of the box. Stop being like everybody else.
0: I would agree. Definitely. um, I feel like there's definitely a lot of, um, I don't want to say followers, but I feel like a lot of people just follow the crowd because that's just what's in. You know, waves come and go. But I think it's about longevity at the end of the day. The only, only way you're going to have longevity is if you do what you want to do.
1: Exactly. Like I, like I said before, you know, when I, when I kept telling, you know, any woman out there, you can do something the other people are doing. You can, you know, be like other people or whatever that means. But at the end of the run, your education also, is, it, will find, it will help you find something that nobody else has. It's like I've always said, every, everybody's hands are different which means that whatever you do with your hands is completely unique and it will be unique to you. Right. So it does, you have to set yourself apart. And part of that is finding and embracing who you are in, in the authenticity and the essence of who you are. And that is key for you to get out of the rat race for sure.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. When the days that you were feeling, you know, too tired or you wanted to quit Etc. You just weren't feeling it anymore. It was one of those days. Cause everybody has those days. Um, what was your reason why you kept going?
1: My kids. Um, I don't think I, I, I've always uh, said this, but I feel that in the last uh, four or five years, it's been more. I can feel it's, it's it's something that I can absolutely touch. It's the energy and the synergy that I have with them they are my body they're i I mean in every shape and form i could not i've learned from them i i must definitely feed in in so many ways so um it's i've always said find your purpose find what keep you growing find what keep you grounded and the only thing that kept me going and grounded is them period Mm -hmm. and my faith my faith of
0: course Of course, you have to keep, I feel like it's nothing. thing, you have to keep God in the mix always. But the reason why I asked you that question was because I feel like a lot of people, this kind of goes back into hopping into certain trends and things like that. I feel like a lot of people, they do things and, or they try to start things and they don't have a reason why they do it. And the reason why I asked you what your why was is because you know, if you don't have a why that you do something, the first hurdle that comes into play, you're, gonna, you're, you're probably run. gonna fall, crash, and burn, and quit. It
1: will. You will. And and you know, and, and don't get me wrong, um, you have to have a passion for whatever you do. But there's always gonna be something that you're gonna have to grasp when you feel like you're lost. Mm-hmm. There's always gonna be that you know light on the end of the tunnel, however you wanna call it, and you know that that lighthouse when you feel like you you lost. Because we in every single craft that you take, whatever you do in life. You will find those days. So you need to find the lighthouse that you always want to come back to. Your parents, your your significant others, your kids, you know, your dog, whatever that is, whatever you feel that it makes you the grounded or or the that maybe makes you human, that makes you more more of a human, then I think you should grasp that and most definitely appreciate it and love it deeply.
0: I agree. I agree. Um, The last thing I wanted to touch on was along with, you know, writing down your goals and things like that and people, including myself until a certain point, I feel like they're so focused. There's nothing wrong with working with the end in mind, but I feel like people lose their presence when they're working on the way. And then by the time they get there, that feeling of euphoria is not the same as they were expecting or it didn't last as long as they expected because the whole point was to appreciate the journey and the work that you put in to get to that goal. So I want want you to touch a little bit on how important it is to fall in love with the work and the grind and the journey to get to that end goal. So when you get there, you actually can feel it fully, if that makes sense.
1: It does make sense. I think the the only way that I can explain it is the process for me as a, as a, as a chef, as a person, as a cook, I look at food and I look at everything. I look at my life almost like a a, a recipe, you know? Um, I think the most amazing thing when you're making coffee, you know, it's also the process. It's a, it's, it's something that you do and and you enjoy deeply and you enjoy the, the, the sound of the coffee maker, the noises, the smell, like you're, you get touched by so many things before you actually put that first drop of coffee on your lips. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. there is a, a, a process in there. Um, you know, we, we get involved in so many things and sometimes we, I call it the placebo effect mm-hmm. where we feel like we really want this. We get involved. We, we, we push for this, we push for that. And then we get there and then we look around and we're like, so what is next or what else? Um, you know, when it comes to that, I feel that there's so much more. I, I feel like you, as much as I love cooking, as much as I I really enjoy the process of making a recipe to serving food, I think of what I what I can what I can tell from, from my journey is I found other things through the process that really, really, really impact other people. Mm-hmm. I feel that when you are go out there and you give yourself a little bit to others, it does make the journey more meaningful for you. Like you find a purpose in what you're doing right um if you're doing whatever it is you know for me it's is the mentorship part of what i do it's uh you know the the, maybe we don't realize but when you become a leader you change people's life you know you really impact people's life like inside yeah inside and outside like you don't understand how much i mean you can derail a person's life forever Mm -hmm. Being a leader, it maybe depends on what you do. I experienced that 100% on my side. So I feel that what I can tell you is, besides your craft, don't do it as much as a selfish thing, because when we do everything just for us, it becomes that. And I'm not saying selfishness is a bad word. I'm just saying that maybe focus yourself on how much can you impact through the process or where you're going. And I assure you that the day that whatever it is that you feel that you're going to accomplish, it will become more of a together project. Mm. And when you get there, it will become something bigger, something better. And it's not going to be as lonely. So I think it's the only way you can feel yourself is actually giving.
0: I would agree. I feel like giving, um, I think it's a part of every um, every person's legacy, you know. After you die, your name will only live on as far as whatever good you did for other people.
1: Whoever you touch.
0: Right, exactly. How many lives you impacted, you know, what was your legacy at the end of the day? That's why you still hear people's names now who are deceased because they had a certain legacy. Some good, some bad, of course, but, it, but it's they the touched a lot of lives. Yeah, it's regardless. the same
1: concept. I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's the same concept. You can take that in a bad way and then it will It will happen the same way. I mean, how many people you can destroy through through your craft or for, through your leadership or through your journey or how many people you can bring along or how many people you can impact through the process and remember not everybody you start your journey will end, end up the journey with you mm-hmm. and that is okay it's fine you know to that so I think in being an, in, impacting people's life have to be part of what you do for a living and has to be part of what you love
0: I would agree 100% so I wanted to just go down the list in case anyone missed what we were talking about, um, and this is the best way to be—you know—patient with patient with your goals, patient with yourself, patient with life. One, you need to figure out why you're doing what you are doing. Two, you need to write down your goals. Three, um, you need to work with the future in mind, to an extent, of course. Um, four, you touched the you touched on this a little bit about sisterhood, and that goes back to proximity. You know, surrounding yourself with
1: with the right people, like-minded
0: people, or yes. people are or people surrounding yourself with people who are where you want to be.
1: Yes, I feel like
0: you know proximity is extremely important. Um, you need to fall in love with the work, the process, because that makes it more enjoyable at the end of the day. And it's okay to not be so hyper focused on your craft. You know, have a balance with work and life, relationships whatever the case may be. Um, another point that I want to talk about is you have to believe at the end of the day, you know, I, whatever you're working on, you know, I feel like you just have to know that it's already done and you don't need to stress. I mean, you're going to put the work in and it's, and it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. when. So definitely believe so much that you know it's already done and don't stress. And then lastly, of course, you always got to keep God in the mix because... You know, it's not possible.
1: But so faith is part of everything that we do. You wake up in the morning and I've always said, you have, you know, your health, you are able to take the first, that first breath. Mm-hmm. Guess what? The rest is gravy. Everything yeah. else that comes in is a blessing. Um, You faith, however you want to call it, you know, whatever it is your faith, your spiritual and any of that. Um, I've, I've learned that hard weight that um, you tell God your plans and he will definitely laugh at you really hard because this is not about what you want. This is about what is coming. Mm -hmm. So I think if you surrender yourself of what to enjoy every single day of our life and you know, I have to, that's something that's my mantra on a daily basis. Now you have to most definitely enjoy every single day of the present because right. that's the best way for you to realistically be blessed mm-hmm. enjoy the present
0: I agree live the day day by day hour by hour I think if you live if you try to live your life like that you'll be a lot happier and more successful at the end of the day um, and yeah I want to thank you for coming on the show thank um, you again chef Diani I feel like you are not even at the pinnacle of your current success. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people probably think uh, it looks like an overnight type of thing. When in reality, not not even close. But (laughs) that's fine, that's fine. You know? um,
1: But you know what? If somebody feels that way, then it's great. Then come up and, you know, figure it out how to get here. Figure it out that if you feel it's an overnight, if it takes you three years and it took me 20, then you know what? I think Even that's better. phenomenal. I right. think that's great. I would never I would never tell somebody not to do what I did because it took me longer. I feel like I will tell somebody, come on, because it is possible. And what I've done and what I think I've continued doing is this most definitely knocking on those doors, breaking those glasses, so some other people have the opportunity to do it in less time and be more successful.
0: Right. At the end of the day, it's about don't be like me, be better than me absolutely right you were the trailblazer and people you know create their own paths in whatever time and all of that And and that's great definitely i would agree well this is all we have for you guys today um thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys next time